This interview has been inspired by the Parsha of Noah. Two years ago on The Shrift, I considered why Noah, after surviving from the great flood on his sturdy ark, returned home and grew a vineyard. I argued that he had lost contact with reason and the Apollonian and gone fully over to the Dionysian side. Soon enough, Noah could only be seen drunk or sleeping in the fields of his vineyard, entirely wasted on his own wine. Gustav von Aschenbach von Thomas Mann's death in Venice suffered a similar fate on the Italian water city. Many of us, most of all myself, seem to have the opposite problem, however. We are too rational, too Apollonian, too unwilling and unable to let go into ecstasy, madness, and freedom. Our ability to dance may serve as a litmus test as to how much access we have to our Dionysian selves. Is the Dionysian buried in some dark, forgotten place deep within us? Or is it bubbling in our bloodstreams, ready to overtake us as soon as the disco ball begins to turn? To better answer these questions, I decided to interview Kira Henza. Kira is an artist, an art therapist, and a dance therapist from Berlin. Kira's gift as a Dionysian whisperer became apparent to me when I attended a cacao party at her home. There we sat, some 30 of us, in Kira's living room. We had come to taste cacao and see whether it would lighten our spirits. We were 20 and 30-somethings, each with day jobs of some kind, and probably also with slightly hunched over shoulders from sitting too long at computer screens. Yet, somehow, by the end of the evening, Kira, through her instruction and encouragement and insight into the psyche, had all of us caught up in a whirlwind of ecstatic Dionysian dance. And this was even without alcohol, only chocolate. How did she do it? How does she do it? I sat down with Kira in her Kreuzberg apartment to discover how to release the Dionysian through dance, yet nevertheless without being fated to become another Noach or Gustav von Aschenbach. Kira, welcome, and yeah. Thank you. That was a very good explanation of your experience at this beautiful cacao ceremony. Your experience in it, uh, as you mentioned, was um, exactly what we created this party for. So I'm very glad for you to invite me here, and uh, I'm very interested and curious what your yeah, what our conversation will be about. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm excited to have you here because I think, you know, I recognize that I have this side of me mm. and I see you as, okay, like, I need this kind of influence in my life, mm -hmm. right? Which is also why I went to the party, of course. Um, I think a lot of people want that side mm -hmm. of them to come out it's very important yeah what makes what motivates you to do this kind of work okay like yeah sure 
So you, you just mentioned before that it's important for so many of us to get in touch with the site. And maybe we can define the site again for the audience to... Um, really uh, what the side is what the side is yeah. because maybe we don't even know all all of us know what we're talking about Kira asked a great question here what is the Dionysian Dionysus was a figure from Greek mythology he is the god of wine and dance of irrationality and chaos, representing passion, emotions, and instincts. Apollo, by contrast, is the god of the sun, of rational thinking and order. He appeals to logic, prudence, and purity, and stands for reason. It is not difficult to see how Apollo and Dionysus, who, by the way, were both sons of Zeus, stand in opposition to each other. The ancient Greeks, however, did not consider the two gods to be opposites or rivals. You are listening to The Shrift, interview two with Kira Henza. Noah. I think when you can dance, I think that dancing itself is the best symbol mm -hmm. or evidence mm -hmm. of this side because when you're dancing, you're not using your your you're not using your thoughts. Mm -hmm. You're using your body. You're letting go of your thoughts. You're letting go of all reason and rationality to just. I mean, there's nothing more irrational than dancing. If you in turn like it doesn't bring it, yeah. it's not doesn't like create any productivity or well, I mean it, it, you could say well, it burns okay. calories we yeah. can go <laughs> no uh. okay interesting so this is an irrational mind I mean a rational mind thinking about dancing mm. uh, in okay there's no purpose actually in that but you know from my point of view and from what I learned and what I've seen so far what um, is dance giving and doing to humans but even animals uh, and nature you know when you look you will see movement it's actually it's all about movement and the cell itself swinging and you know the cell The cell, yes. I mean, okay. What do you mean by cell? Or like, or the autumn, or you know, like let's go super small in. Oh, the atom. The atom, yeah. yes. Oh, I'm I sorry. see. Yeah. So, like, because. Yeah, atoms are always moving. Exactly. Electrons are always moving. Exactly. If it's not, it's going to die. Totally. Yeah. Right. So movement is essential. It's. That's true. Movement is life. So if I don't move, like in one point I will die.
that's why you're motivated. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Thank you <laughs> for reminding me. No, because yeah. you know, let's start when we start about uh, the topic movement and dancing. Yeah. There is a huge motivation in me because mm -hmm. I see this in so many of us, and this was also an early question of your uh, that. You know, a lot of people are not using their natural behavior and potential, mm. which is, you know, and a need actually uh, to move the body in a flow, fluidly, in a fluid, I don't know. In uh, a, there are a lot of ways to say that. Yeah, in a, in a free flow. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and my motivation is to... Uh, give a hand to inspire people to get in touch again because it's something we all wow. come with mm. like it's it's a it's a natural gift that we we all arrive with mm. you know to be in touch with it but then it there is like most of us kind of have experiences throughout the years of not being Uh, of being restricted or not having enough um, great influences of the free flow of the free movement and then they get um, more into smaller movements maybe or restricted ways of not showing and not um, working with their bodies so my motivation so yeah <laughs> My motivation would be to really help uh, get this side in you yeah. out again. Awesome. This side, if I understand correctly, like how babies and maybe small children moved to get adults to move that way again, to, to remember how to move that way. Well, this would be very uh, ambitious of the babies. What you're saying is that, you know, we should be fascinated by what our bodies are capable of doing, of it, our movements. Uh -huh. But instead, I think we almost feel ashamed of it in that we, oh yeah, I could go on the dance floor right now and like twirl around and mm -hmm. do all kinds of crazy like mm -hmm. things with my fingers and like, But I'm not going to do that because people will laugh at me. Exactly. Yeah. So we limit ourselves. Yeah. We limit our potentials by using our brain instead of our body. And that's the thing that I like to teach. Like, go back to embody your feelings, to embody your impulses and use dance as a language of communicating also with the person that you maybe adore or find attractive you can not only use your words which are usually not enough to express how you feel about this person or what you would like to do with this person you can so much more do with your body language bigger question is you know we're always moving obviously we have You have to move to some degree. 
But I think where people struggle, at least where I struggled at the party, is it's like movements that are not quote unquote like socially acceptable. Exactly. That you, you haven't done with your body since you were probably a baby or maybe ever. And we've been so conditioned to be like, to feel shame. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. That's going to look stupid. Mm-hmm. People are going to laugh at me. And it doesn't even matter if people, I didn't think anyone would laugh at me at your party because like, obviously everyone was in that state, but it didn't matter because this conditioning is so deep. I could be by in a room by myself. I'm still not going to dance like that because I'm watching myself and the mm-hmm. judge is watching, the judge of myself is, is watching me and yeah. saying, you can't do that. And like, I can't even start to do it because <laughs> it's like turning into a therapy session. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, well, I'm just <laughs> for all of us. <laughs> but um, the point is, uh, I think that is where your uh, talent comes in mm-hmm. is to bring out that side of people, mm-hmm. because I think everyone moves, you mm-hmm. know. But how do you like? I guess what is it about that movement that's different? Mm. for you yeah it's kind of unusual because some people can i see some people they go out they're totally free they don't yeah. care what people think mm-hmm. other people they get very tense you know you see on the dance floor yeah some people I, are so like, I get what you're asking so what i guess to come back to the motivation question mm-hmm. like what is the motivation for that type of dance for you yeah. I mean, it's, it could be the same answer, but maybe you can just rephrase it. Well, no, I think you you pointed out a different uh, a different aspect in it because um, in this in this state of mind, when I uh, not even allow myself in my safe space, my hidden safe space, to be as free and um, expressive expressive as I could be um, then of course I take this everywhere mm-hmm. I take this to the cacao ceremony I take this to the um, Ritterbutzke I take this you know so I take myself everywhere I go and mm-hmm. my restriction in my mind and mm-hmm. it's never a restriction of your body it's always a restriction of your mind because your body knows how to do it and maybe there is a uh, a way to learn more and to you know you start and you say no but i i tell myself go lose up and then i start but i still behave weird and i i see my hands like wobbly wobbly and this is not a cool move and i'm like no i should stop this and there's again as you said there's the judge telling myself uh don't continue this move you know people are looking at you but As you said, you even do it in the quiet, dark room or whatever. So why I chose the dance is definitely because we get very fast out of our mind into the body. It's really going to the source because mm-hmm. you're going right to the body, man. Like you're going right to the, 
<laughs> if you can get the body to move in this free way, like you're fixing a lot of psychological uh, exactly. problems like really fast. Uh-huh. Um, and I can speak from experience that I, you know, I've made so much. And I think that personally, I mean, if I'm being totally honest, mm-hmm. uh, which I try to be, <laughs> is like, good. if I, if you could get me to dance the way you dance or the way these I'm cured. Like I don't need to go to the to my therapist anymore. I'm I'm cured. But mm-hmm. that's gonna take. A, I mean, that just feels very distant because mm-hmm. I know that when my body can do that, mm-hmm. and I don't feel judged and I don't feel shame, I've overcome so many mental, uh, like mental uh, barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that's like the last uh, frontier of my journey, I think, is dance. So okay. I totally get why that is uh, a great, it's almost a, maybe a superior way, or at least for certain cases, to uh, overcome these, these, uh, these uh, restrictions that people have. Because mm-hmm. I know from experience, like that's still this inability to move my body the way and with freedom is still oppresses me mm-hmm. now coming to Nietzsche I'm a huge fan of Nietzsche's philosophy and Nietzsche you know he he was a philosopher from he was educated in Prussia very strict Protestant rational bourgeois upbringing okay and if you look at Nietzsche, I mean, he's he dresses in a suit. He's he's not. I don't think he was like. A, we don't know how good of a dancer he was, but I don't think that was. I mean, he was a intellectual writer, but he recognized that all of this intellectualism and education and and philosophy was actually everything was backwards for him. He recognized that. Well, let me say what Nietzsche said about dance. <laughs> get to that he said yes. two of his most famous quotes one is i would never believe in a god who didn't know how to dance and he also said let us count every day in which we haven't danced at least once as a as a wasted day wow yeah isn't this like so on point writings Mm -hmm. and you have to of course we agree that that's very I mean we agree in the wisdom of this uh, attitude but Nietzsche was also doing something very provocative because if you think about the philosophers before him like Kant Hegel Mm -hmm. none of them were writing about dancing Mm -hmm. you know they were writing about rationality reason yeah logic exactly and Nietzsche is just to for him to say you know I wouldn't believe in a god who doesn't know how to dance mm-hmm. it's like saying everything you're you've said before is all just bullshit mm-hmm. you know 
Um, where am I going with this? <laughs> I can so, just, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. um, just uh, a fun I totally fact. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, fun okay. fact. Because you mentioned Nietzsche so much. Um, my father actually is a big fan of Nietzsche and reads, uh, uh, yeah, I guess he has read all the books of him. And yeah. um, one or most of it, I am. I'm not in this position, but uh, he actually called his first son Dionys, which is uh, kind of a short version or a, um, a version from Dionysus. And Dionysus in Di- English. Or Dionysus, yeah, I mean, it's exactly. a Greek word. Thank you. So, yeah, well, and Nietzsche, one of his last you know, at one of his last, he worshipped Dionysus in his philosophy. He writes about Dionysus all the time. Dionysus was the god of ecstasy, of dance, of wine, of wow. party. He was of, really into all this, uh, yeah, great freedom, as we call it, you know. like Exactly. And so I think I remember now what I was going to say. So thank you. And that's an amazing story about your... Uh, <laughs> Your brother being named Dionysus, Dio, really, really, really cool. <laughs> but the point is, Nietzsche was being provocative because he recognized that his society was doing everything backward, was unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Because to put it in a very, very succinct way, because they weren't dancing, they weren't living in a Dionysian way, and Nietzsche was saying. This is what you need to do. Everything you think is is wrong. You you're sitting at a desk studying philosophy. Like no, you should be out dancing. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so I'm sure this. Ha- so I guess uh, yeah, it's just very important. And I think our society it's 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 missing. Missing. So that's where you come in. Definitely. As the and superhero. you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, saving. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, saving, saving people. Uh, well, yeah. by now, it seems as though we've established that dance is an unequivocally good thing and can also be a powerful form of philosophy and even of therapy. But this knowledge is rather useless if we still don't know how to actually dance. Kira, then, next explains how anyone can become a dancer and, in turn, free their Dionysian soul from the depths. We're we're so into, uh, you know, our constructions of how we should live how should we should be that we forget that everything is uh, already in us and we don't even have to think so much like there is things that it's good to think about and to uh, develop and to you know get better in definitely but when you dance and you let loose and you get into this free dance in this flow in this uh, intuition of your movement Mm. then you will really experience 
something that you will also experience in the meditation or even you know uh, sport like uh, runners sports uh, fans that we call the flow uh, where you get off without them you know the mind telling you what is right or wrong you're just in the universe like in this whole complex you're feeling right you're feeling like this is you know you're not even thinking anymore you're just being and yeah. this is the key like where do you want to be do you want to you know think about how to be or do you want to be actually you know just be who you right. are yeah i think that's what nietzsche was trying to accomplish is mm -hmm. to um Yeah, that ultimately, well... <laughs> yeah, sorry, uh, we get from so uh, different angles on this same topic. I mean, as you're talking about this, yeah. I'm picturing Nietzsche. Uh -huh. I think he would have, have loved you. Oh! <laughs> but he would, be, he would be thinking, this person, mm -hmm. Kira, is more of a true philosopher than, than Kant, you know, mm -hmm. because... Kant can write about life and he can write about morality and about being, but he's not actually, he's just observing it. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're dancing, you're actually doing it. Like, mm -hmm. and um, just also dance again is this, as I understand it, you really have to let go of, of the mind. Mm -hmm. And this is what so many, um, movements or philosophies try to accomplish, you know, with meditation, um, Buddhism, all this. And I think dance is almost like not appreciated enough as like the best, I don't want to rank it, but it's like, <laughs> it's the most obvious um, approach to forgetting the mind, letting go of the mind, because mm. it's, it's... It's very easy if you uh, get someone into the uh, authentic movement but you will find it in yoga as well you will find it in a lot of sports in lot you know if you get into your body that's why like i can choose so many methods to bring the person back to itself to feel like oh i i do i'm not only here i'm not only separated from all the rest of uh, this <laughs> you know uh, flesh hanging on my head no this is this is me like my head is also in my stomach my head is also in my legs and in my arms and it does wants to be you know uh, there's uh it's so important to be coherent with your heart and body yeah so let's talk about that so um i feel and maybe our listeners can also sense that um and just in terms of <laughs> I feel like I keep uh, criticizing myself, but mm -hmm. I can just, I feel like you have a, are just much more free in terms of, than I am, you know, just to use personal examples. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess like my question is, because I would love to be more like you, mm. you know, um, I think a lot of people would. And I think people might be skeptical Like, well, okay, that's Kira. Maybe that's just who she is. And maybe that's not who I am. Like, I can't let go like she does and, and feel that 
my whole body is me. Because mm-hmm. most people are just in their heads. Exactly. And they think yeah. their head, everything is the mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've meditated. I try to, like, med- focus on different parts of my body. And it helps. But for me, my mind is very, always comes back as the main thing. Yeah. And I guess, you know, what would you say to people that feel like, like, do you, can people, is this something that can be cultivated mm-hmm. or is it something that you either have it or you don't? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for this question it's, mm-hmm. and thank you so much for, um, yeah, the way you are, uh, I mean, as I said, like in, when I was a child, um, I started very early on to go to dance classes and even before I was dancing and moving. Um, mm-hmm. But in my yeah childhood and youth, I had a lot of experience where I felt very restricted by this society, by same-aged kids and adults and teachers, whoever. So... I wasn't always in my life this way that I'm now. I had to um, free up this again. Mm -hmm. So coming again to your question, is this something we can cultivate? 100% yes. How? Well, it starts with you um, admitting and committing to your um, path that this is in for you that you really want this and then you will find so you have to believe that you it's... have to be, you have to start to believe that this is possible for you if you if you still have this mindset cultivated that you are just unable to move that you will never um, feel comfortable on the dance floor or uh, people looking at you while you're maybe even just raising your hand or you know there's so many ways that you can feel judged uh, in a movement when I'm on the dance floor I feel like everyone's just looking, looking at, at me you and, and laughing like, inside or well what? they're just like oh I can tell he's nervous uh, okay. mm-hmm. and sometimes like I remember you know I was dancing once at a wedding mm-hmm. and after I got the dance floor and my brother said to, sorry to call you out uh I have two brothers, so I won't say which one. <laughs> but he's like, I could tell you look nervous. And I felt so embarrassed mm. because I thought... You can tell this from my moves. I this just, is annoying. That was like the, the worst... That's like I my know. biggest fear is I would never want someone to... Of course not. Especially as you, a man, you, you just want to look cool. and Or I guess yeah. women have the same thing. Because if you look nervous, it means you care about what people think. And that's... Mm-hmm. and how do I get there so to make it very easy and let's try to um, 
find a way which everyone can you know start right after or even while you're listening to this um, how to cultivate your free movement how i would start is to really start small don't choose the first moment where you can feel again the embarrassment the embarrassment yeah um and because you will get so uh, unmotivated after this that you will stop again and you won't try many for quite some weeks and then maybe there comes another uh, moment where others are dancing and you're trying again but then you're judging yourself again and you you cannot get better if you don't practice regularly this is with everything so how i would start is really start with yourself by yourself in this quiet uh, or it doesn't have to be quiet no not at all but in your Private. comfort privacy yes so start with small movements that you can allow yourself like just use your shoulders you know and make circles with them because this is anyways very well for your back which is probably very stiff after sitting so many hours on your desk yeah. or you know so this is always good and then you can start to you know move even your... that feels like i feel already i feel like like you're embarrassed. not a really yeah. yeah see I'm, and this I'm is totally... why yeah but this is why yeah. you know you you can give yourself in your privacy the allowance mm. of because this is actually you can tell yourself this is for my health oh, you know yeah. this is for my health i can you know just move my oh, shoulders yeah, that's true, yeah. to to massage my right. inner muscles right. and to lose up a little bit because i'm stiff so this is how you can trick yourself. It's no problem to trick yourself in the beginning and tell yourself, oh, this has a reason. Because in the end, we come to dance has no reason. That was your <laughs> beginning, right? Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't need a reason to be practiced. But in the beginning, maybe I do want to have a reason to stay on it. Yeah. The same trick it, yourself. Trick yourself. Yeah. No problem with that. Interesting. Yeah. And then, yeah, I like you know, that. yeah. And you can start, you know, after your shoulders, you can even start with your hands, stretch them, you know, go ahead and, you know, open them as wide as you can, as if you would like to grab something like a huge melon, you know, something where your hands need to be super um, engaged and then close them again. So just make small movements, which will allow you to, um, you know, go into a, an experiment with your body again. Figure out uh, how far and how small can I make my body in movements. You can even, you know, put your shoulders together and f even get into a feeling of how do I feel when I make my shoulders go very small into my body as almost, you know, as an old person that, you know, maybe right. has... You know what I mean? So... And if I go the opposite way, you know, stretch my mm -hmm. shoulders, maybe even open my arms. You can even hear it from my voice, how different it sounds when I open my chest and my uh, whole body is in a total different position towards life. Oh, yeah. So the second thing, the second step I would do is really because you just mentioned it again, um, is to really... 
um, make this practice of um, also alone with yourself like close your eyes you don't have to look at yourself because mm. if you stop looking at yourself you cannot see how you move and then your mind cannot yeah. comment and judge on the thing that you're doing so maybe what you can do while you close your eyes is just shake just you know get loose in the way of you know your arms they're hanging around anyways so just give them a little bit more of a shake and your legs you know your, your one side after another and you will feel oh this feels good because you close your eyes and you get into your feeling and you will feel oh this is actually nice why don't i do this more often you know wow that's amazing yeah actually that's a great point and something is that when you close your eyes you immediately feel more free because mm -hmm. you're not looking at yourself or like mm -hmm. in general the more open even when your eyes are open um when you focus on something very intensely you your body also gets very tense but if you have an open gaze but i mean having your eyes closed is like the ultimate open gaze because you're literally looking at nothing mm -hmm. uh so that's and, i never would have thought of this suggestion in a million years so mm -hmm. it's a good one yeah and it's so simple it's and so we, simple yeah. and we can all start with it right now or or even today uh you know and it's if i really feel uncomfortable in my body and i'm so strict with all this um yeah flesh and all this uh, bones and all this whatever color forms however i am judging myself and my body if i close my eyes everything is mm. nothing and then i can start and can start to feel again and to really take all the senses on a different level you could also just like turn all the lights off and the room's totally black that would also work right yeah of course yeah and that's why we you know like to go to discos where it's or uh, right. clubs where it's super dark because yeah. we feel more comfortable and when they turn the lights on at the end it's, it's like, like oh no don't look at me and like yeah yeah it really has an effect light fascinating uh, any other tips that are... Oh, man. Like, there are so many tips, of oh. course. But I think... Um, I, 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 would love to, I would love to uh, keep it simple. Yeah. And just give, like, the next step for me uh, after getting comfortable. And you need to practice this. This is really, as you said, like, how do we want to cultivate something? We do need, with everything that I learn and that I do want to get better at, I need to do it continuously mm. and, you know, step by step go always. It's the same when I want to train my muscles and I want to, you know, increase the volume of it. Then I do, I cannot stay the same with the same training for many, many years and expect my muscles to get um, bigger. Mm. Uh, I do need to add a little step further, further, further after certain amount of practice and then my muscle can grow right. and it's the same muscle you know in our brain in our heart in our um so if i if i translate it or um so that's why the next step for me after i practice in 
my comfort of my closed eyes of moving and you know i mean it's so simple but just choose a music that you really really like and it doesn't matter if others don't like it or uh, if this is not a typical dance music maybe it's uh, i don't know it's schlager no well schlager is actually very dancey um but like um maybe uh metal or uh, um, folk f well focus also like actually all the musics are so danceable musics but you need to feel it and there we go again if you uh, feel a certain music uh, like you like it you enjoy it just choose it and close your eyes and just let your body naturally uh, you know if you feel like like rock your head uh, then this is also a certain type of dance and maybe your body needs this right now to move in this way and what happens if you're doing this and you start having thoughts like mm. i i look stupid or i mm. i'm i sh i i'm i'm embarrassed even if you're by yourself yeah well how would you deal with those thoughts just let them go it's it's easy to say right yeah. because they're coming there they are very present and then i judge myself even by judging myself like yeah you know it's like it's the circle of oh no now i had this thought i'm not allowed to have this thought yes you are like don't like don't continue this circle of uh, yeah like i can't believe i'm embarrassed that i'm having exactly i'm even myself. yeah exactly then now i'm even thinking about uh-huh like, and then um, and then you're yeah. you're telling yourself how to stay in the circle of uh, thoughts and you're not giving yourself any way back to your body to feel mm. so what i would do in this moment is to maybe stop for a moment and not force yourself more of movement because this is not giving yourself the freedom of your movement this is like forcing yourself into something that you know your mind is like oh but i don't like this and like what am i doing here in the law so your mind is like you know this uh, kind of annoying voice which is by the way still but it's also part of yourself and if you do accept this that uh, there is Uh, also a reason for this voice to exist and if you do say okay what do you want to tell me with this voice i'm hearing you like mm -hmm. why am are you judging me this way uh you know because this is different parts kind of of you um so what i would do in this moment is to really like okay if you don't feel comfortable right now in this moment okay stop and just breathe Go, go ahead and take a very, very deep breath and relax. Mm. It's always about relaxing your mind, relaxing your body. And don't force yourself. You don't need to. It's No one is standing behind you and telling you, but you should. You should dance right now because otherwise you're not a god. Like, who cares? You don't need to be a god. You don't need to be a god in dancing. You don't need to be a, a god in thinking or anything. Like, Just be yourself. Just be in this moment authentic to yourself. You own it. Like, Give yourself the freedom of feeling embarrassed. Okay, well, then I do feel embarrassed. And now? Now the feeling gets smaller because it got hurt. 
and it, you are finally allow your hurt or heard no, heard yeah, sorry heard. heard because you finally allow yourself um, to to have the range of all the feelings and you're not suppressing even the the embarrassment you know well yeah Anyone can stand on the mountaintops and shout out the glories of Dionysus at the top of his lungs. And indeed, many people have done this. But Dionysus is only half the story. Apollo, the god of rational thinking and order, is also not to be forgotten. Indeed, it seems as though Noah and Gustav von Aschenbach were swallowed up by Dionysus precisely because Apollo was no longer keeping him in check. Even Nietzsche, Dionysus' most devout admirer, argued that what made Greek tragedy so sublime and healing was its perfect balancing of the Dionysian and the Apollonian. The dance partner, so to speak, of Dionysus was Apollo. And Apollo is the side which, you know, is the is side of reason, of balance, of... And while Nietzsche talked a lot about Apollo and Dionysus, and essentially, you know, he talked about Greek tragedy, and he felt that Greek tragedy lost its beauty when the, the plays became more Apollonian, and they lost their ecstatic, frenzied Dionysian side. Uh, but, and we also have the story of Death in Venice, where the main character was very Apollonian, a bourgeois writer, and he went to Venice, and the Dionysian side overtook him. He fell in love with a 15-year-old boy. He had visions. And then finally, in the Torah, which... Uh, which I talked about, you have the character of uh, Noah, Noah, Noah's Ark. And after he built the Ark and he returned to, to earth, to, to land, he built himself a vineyard and just drank tons and tons of wine and ended up becoming a drunk and kind of just lost control of his life. So... I guess I have two questions for you. Um, first is like, is there an apple? I'll ask both of them and you can answer them however you wish. I want to ask, is there an Apollonian side to dancing? Or is it just Dionysian? And then the second question is like, we've really spent this conversation really praising Dionysus as so wonderful, but which I'm sure he is, you know, but can it go too far? Like, can you can you dance too much, or can you overdance? Can you, like Noah or like Aschenbach from Death in Venice, can you go too far into this side of yourself where you're, like, let's maybe we also should say some good things about Apollo here too, you know, and not not totally uh, dis Apollo mm -hmm. in the story. Yeah, let's be fair. Yeah, 
So I guess so the first so the yeah the first yeah. question was about I, dance does dance how do you see the, the the balance in dance between Apollo and Dionysus? So you're you're so right, and you also mentioned the word um, aesthetic, which is uh, I think we talked a lot about this kind of dance, which is um, not. I mean, it is existing since the beginning. Um, it always had different names. Ecstatic dance. Um, well, that's uh, that's I guess. What I didn't hear the word you said. Aesthetic. Aesthetic, or? yes, but Aesthe- I mean, uh, what I was uh, saying was, I mean, the, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, it's it's fine. Yeah. Like the the Dionysus yeah. uh, part that we praised so much it was a lot based on the intuitional uh, dance which comes within and is just a very strong way of expressing yourself but actually dance in the tradition and from when we look back in history we find a lot of Apollo dances and there is such a big um, fight and discussion in both dance styles and it was always there but in former times there was uh, in some moments not even a question what dance is uh, because there was a cultivated way of being a dancer or how to dance like you know in on the uh, where the kings and Waltzes, and ballet, exactly were that. very Apollonian dance styles. It, it, yes, yeah. and everyone knew how to do it. This was uh, as important in this society um, a sign of being educated and mm. know how to behave yourself. Wow. And and there so that at that point there was no Dionysian dance. It was all Dionysian dance was you you can never tell that it was you know. Uh, it's like yin and yang. You can never say that something will right. was completely uh, away from uh, the the place called Earth, but um, but it wasn't as cultivated mm. uh, or um, allow in a certain um, society. Yeah, I don't. I can't areas. picture. You know, um, this was more Queen Elizabeth. Like, like exactly. doing some wild uh, rock uh, wild banging rolling on the floor. <laughs> exactly. Aesthetic dance um, moves. Banging uh, on someone's back. Yeah. <laughs> Twerking towards. Yeah. yeah. I can't really picture her doing that. Yeah. But going back to your question of so do we have the uh, do we have to completely forget about the Apollyon um, side in the dance, please no. Mm. Like, this is only, um, like, the, the part that I love to do in the um, cacao ceremonies in leading people towards their intuition, towards their uh, inner... Um, need of expressing themselves freely there is definitely the bigger part in the Dionysus um, uh, type of dance style if we want to really separate both ways and and call it like one side or another but there's always 
both. You mm. can never really uh, strictly divide this. They are so needing each other because if I don't have a, a structure, it's the same with man and woman. It's the same with, uh, you know, black and white, yin and yang, and all the night and day. We do need both. We have to have the balance. We have to, you know, sometimes go back to a certain uh, form and then I can get loose again and then I can, you know, get the tension and I get, you know, so wow. this this is so uh, essential. Yeah. Nietzsche would have agreed, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. his first book was about the the need for the yin-yang relationship of, of Apollo and Dionysus. It's fascinating to hear. So I think that's important because I think when people watch these, you know, it's easy to to just to just see on the surface as Dionysian and forget about the Apollo that's maybe beneath it. Um, okay, so just... Uh, and then the question, because this is, again, some people, you know, Noah, uh, the character from Death in Venice, they were swallowed up by Dionysus. You know, this is the risk mm-hmm. that uh, Dionysus, yeah, this was the second you, could, question. you can start, I mean, obviously you could just... If you can get you too can just, far. You just, maybe you know people that they just, they can't even be rational anymore. They're just dancing all the mm-hmm. time or they're, they're just living in this kind of wild like kind definitely. of definitely i mean I, yeah of course and i i can even uh tell for me that's obviously not a problem i mean i'm i'm just trying yeah but i'm on the other side of the spectrum but yeah other people... and it's also i think this is also what keeps people from trying because maybe they are even afraid of losing themselves in the dance and not having the control uh mm. of you know being in control of their body, being in control of their mind. Uh, so in my dance, when I say, okay, uh, can I go too wild on a dance? Or can I like go too far in this one direction? And of course, there's always the uh, too far. And especially Dionysus was also known for, you know, get this um, big, big, parties where you know like alcohol yeah. and uh, substances yeah. and we know it from the party scene especially also in berlin and there is like people that really have no limits or they they love to overcross their limits and play with death and life because they maybe yeah there's so many reasons for this but um the the difficulties is to feel um to still stay in touch with yourself you can lose yourself in the dance and you can even you know even in apollo dance you know for instance some ballet dancers uh you know bringing it to a peak of um of you know straining uh or um working with their bodies so hard and so deeply on the dance style uh, that they lose the the mind part in a way of the, the the healthy body part where the body says this is too much and then they poof, you know um black swan 
black swan style exactly yeah. and then you yeah, but this is you know this is the restrict one and then we have also the the um dionysus way where you can get you know drunk or even drunk by dancing you know the chemicals that will be um uh, produced and um, go free in your body that can also give you a high in your mind and in your body you will you know uh lose your your control of your body and maybe because you haven't practiced too much you will fall and you will hit yourself and of course there's always extremes in every yeah. direction same with meditation you can people can just you get can too into yourself. the meditation yeah uh-huh. that's a great point never thought about it like that hmm. okay so um <laughs> i uh Sharing your knowledge and these incredibly important philosophy mm-hmm. with with us. That was uh, Kira Henza, and I hope that maybe we all dance a little bit more after this this uh, interview. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. This was really awesome. As this episode comes to a close, I look out my window in Berlin to see the sun setting on the horizon. I can understand why the Greeks chose Apollo as both the god of rationality and the god of the sun. The sun is, or at least seems to be, a perfect circle. Every day it rises and falls at a slow, steady, undeniably reasonable pace. Most importantly, it lights up the earth. Nothing. Nothing is brighter than sunlight. If I'm going to dance, I'm going to take Kira's advice and let the setting be as dark as a Berlin dance club. For it is when the sun goes down and the lights go out that we can best welcome Dionysus again into our lives.